Well, hello there, Difference Makers. You have pressed play on episode number eight of the Primary Teacher Friends podcast. I am so happy to have you with me here today as many of us face teaching our students virtually through a computer screen in front of a camera. Well, I'm going to give you my very best advice on how to engage your students through video. I'll also tell you how to grab the video handbook for primary teachers, a free resource that comes along with this episode. Are you ready? You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome teachers, I am so excited to have you here today as I share with you my journey with video. You see, I've been an online business owner for almost 10 years now, and for many of those years, video has been a thorn in my side. So I'm going to tell you what I've learned through my experiences with video. That way, it can help you when engaging your students during your teaching. As I mentioned in the introduction, today's episode comes with the video handbook for primary teachers. In this guide, you will find the printable version of all the strategies that I will share today, along with links to all of the resources that I mentioned that go along with these strategies. My hope is that after today, you'll feel more confident in what you're doing. Maybe you haven't begun yet and you're very anxious and nervous about how it will go, or maybe you've already began in the classroom virtually and you've noticed that your students aren't very engaged. Well, this episode was created with you in mind. But first, let me say thank you so, so much to those of you who have had time to write me a review. Seeing your encouragement really drives my passion and helps me continue providing what I do for teachers. So thank you so, so much. Moving on from that, let me tell you about this crazy man on the TV that my kids are bonkers about. Oh, he almost annoys me, but his name is Blippy, and this guy is a master at keeping children engaged through the television. Recently, I've noticed how talented he is at that because my two little girls will stare at the screen as long as I will let them if Blippy is there. So we teach can learn some lessons from this guy and I have prepared six strategies that Blippi uses that you can use as well. Before we begin, let me ask you, do you want to play a game? And yes, this game comes with a prize. 
but I'm not going to tell you what the prize is until the very end. If you, the listener, want to play along in my game and earn this prize, then I need you to do me a favor. Take out a pen and paper and draw four spaces on that paper. During today's episode, I will be giving you more instructions on what to do with those four spaces. So keep that handy and listen closely and you'll be eligible for a prize at the end. Before we get to those strategies, let me just give you some overall advice about video. Rest assured that many of your students will be engaged with video naturally. Some kids will sit there and listen to you and engage without any extra support. We have those kids in the classroom too. So some students need more buy-in to become engaged. They need a little more support. And with these strategies, you'll be able to reach them. Still yet, there is that group of kids who will require you to go to the extreme in order to reach them. Whether you do that or not, that is your personal choice. But think of those kids in the classroom who worry you sick because you feel like you're not reaching them and getting their attention as you should. Video is going to be the same. Video creators use tricks, colors, lighting, angle, all of those things to catch the attention of their viewers. We have to begin thinking more like them. With that, let's get on to strategy number one, which is to be happy. That advice may seem silly to you, but if you've sat in any Zoom conferences lately, Uh, you know, professional development and had to listen to a monotoned presenter for more than one hour, let me tell you from personal experience, it is torture. If that person would be a little more peppy, happy, and excited, it would be a little easier to attend. Beyond that, you know, our students need joy now more than ever. Many of them have been in their homes unable to leave and communicate with others for months. The cool thing about teaching primary students is that they model your behavior. If you show up and you are happy, then they will model that as well. They will begin to feel happiness within them. This process of being happy will help them begin to know, like, and trust you. Build those connections they need in order to learn from you. In your videos, do something before you begin to make you happy. You know, exercise is a good way to boost your happiness and joy. It brings energy to your body that you can then translate over to your students. So do a few jumping jacks. Read something funny. Watch your favorite sitcom. Do anything that will boost your mood and your happiness will help your students be more engaged. So let's move on to strategy number two, which is to add movement to your teaching. Now, this is movement that you will do, but also movement that you will expect your students to do that you can monitor through your screen. Did you know that adding movement activates the brain and improves content retention? That means anything you add emotion to, your students are going to remember 
easier. Now you may say, I have kids who don't want to do movement. Well, pressure them a little. I tell my students that their movement is part of their grade. Your participation is required. Sounds a little tough, but movement is part of learning in my classroom. So when you ask your students to do motions and movements during your content instruction, it's a great way for you to see their engagement. You can see who is engaged in the content. So let me give you some examples of adding movement to your instruction. One of my favorite ways to accomplish this is to use it during our sight word practice. In kindergarten and even in second, when I teach, my students have a signal for each and every sight word. Let me use the word will for example. Our signal for the word will is to take your right hand and make a circle between your index finger and thumb and put it over your ring finger of your left hand as if you're putting on a ring. And then the students say, will you marry me? Will, will, will. Now the kindergartners love that one. So fun. In the past, I have also added motions to things like our letter and sound practice, vocabulary words, and even in math to help students remember the symbols of addition and subtraction and many more things. When you use those motions, you will be able to see your students engaged on the other end of the camera. And when they are moving, you know that they are engaged. In the video handbook, you'll find a link to my sight word engagement guide where you can find a great list of example motions that I've created to go along with certain words. Let me also tell you that once you begin to add movement to your online teaching, don't forget to translate that back over to your in-person teaching. Adding movement is a highly engaging strategy and you won't want to miss out on the benefits no matter where you are. Let's take a moment right here to work on our game. In the final space, space number four, I want you to write the letter I. Let's move on to strategy number three, which is to keep the visuals in mind. When I say visuals, I mean as cues to your students and as the content that you are presenting them. Now, to really get this point across, I want you to envision two posters sitting side by side on a wall. One poster is white and it has the text bake sale written in normal font. And at the bottom, it tells when and where the bake sale will be found. Now, next to it, there is another poster. This one has the word bake sale written in black font, just as the other. But in each corner, there's a big, vibrant donut. One of them has pink frosting and sprinkles. The other one is glazed in chocolate. All that imagery. Now, be honest. Which one of those is going to catch your eye? Of course, the one with the chocolate glazed donut is better than the one who has nothing 
text only. Of course, it's going to be extra work to create the poster with the donuts, but the work is well worth it if we are catching their attention to attend our bake sale. As you can see from the example, advertisers use this strategy of making sure things are very visually appealing. They want to catch the eyes of their customers. Blippi definitely uses this strategy with his bright orange glasses and the colorful things that he shows in his videos. And we can use these strategies as well. Of course, you can use many visual cues in your teaching. In our virtual classroom survival guide, we created many, many management pops. These are just little circle pictures that get glued onto popsicle sticks that teachers can use throughout their teaching to accomplish many things. There were those that have visual directions like a pair of scissors that you could hold up to cue your students to get out their scissors. There were also schedule cards that you could use to mark your schedule throughout the day. All of those sorts of things are included in the Virtual Classroom Survival Guide. You can make your own visual cues by Googling pictures and printing them out, but having those will really help your students to pay more attention to you throughout the day. And it will also help those students who need a good visual to understand what you you are asking them to do. Now it's also to keep these visuals in mind during your content teaching. It's going to take a little extra planning but we have to make sure what our students see on the screen is visually appealing. I'm going to use one of my favorite creations here to demonstrate. I have a full year program for phonological awareness called WordWorks Daily. When I created WordWorks I kept the visual perspective of my students in mind. What are they seeing and how can this engage them? Well, it's very colorful. It has a lot of student-friendly images and I chose fonts and font sizes that would be easy for my students to see. When using the digital version of this product online, it's very, very engaging for the kids because it's just fun to look at and that is important to our students. Just the other day, we adopted a new reading series in our district, and when I opened up the student books, I was so disappointed. It looked like a prison guard manual. No pictures, no imagery, just text, and I was really disappointed because my students are not going to be as engaged with that series as they would have been with something more colorful and kid-friendly. So, when you are preparing your content, use clip art, use pictures, use anything you can on the screen that will catch their eyes. If you would like to see how visually appealing WordWorks is to kids, be sure to download the exclusive five-day trial that I have over on my website, teachertony.com forward slash works. Let's stop right here for just a moment and fill in the third space on our paper. In the third space, write the letter N. 
Let's get on to strategy number four. You can definitely engage your students by using rewards. If you have somehow managed to teach for any length of time in primary without using any sort of reward, you belong in some kind of Guinness Book of World Records somewhere. In my normal classroom, I have many different types of rewards embedded into my teaching, whether it's taking table points or sticker cards or more tangible rewards like a prize box. Well, we need that in our virtual classroom as well. If you are nervous about using rewards virtually, I've got your back, teacher. I already have a free training and bundle that you can access. You'll find links to that in the video handbook for primary teachers. But let me tell you what's included. There are five rewards, free rewards, that I created to engage students through video. The first one is called Make a Masterpiece, and that is where you have all these pieces to an incredible picture that you put together as you go through your lesson. This engages your students because they want to see what the end result will be. There's my favorite, the Giggle Box, and this is a template that you can use to create a box of jokes that you pull out throughout your lesson. So as students complete their tasks or you are ready to transition, you can say it's time to pull a joke from the giggle box. And I've already included two pages of jokes. And of course, you can add your own jokes to that box as well. Number three is called the Silly Face Challenge. Basically, it is a set of cards with silly faces on them. And throughout your lesson, you can pull a card and challenge your students to make that silly face. They love it and you will laugh your bottom off. Number four is the Silly Sound Library. Now this is a digital tool that you'll pull up on your computer screen and present to your class and they can choose a number and when you press that number it plays a silly sound. Teachers really enjoy the giggles they hear from their kids when using the Silly Sound Library. And finally, there's a cheer choice board. Cheers can definitely be used as virtual classroom rewards. If you make those cheers really, really fun, your kids will definitely work for their chance to do those cheers together. Be sure to grab your copy of the video handbook for primary teachers where you can find all of this information linked up. That will be down in the show notes, so go grab it whenever you are ready. Time to add another letter in a space. In the second space, space number two, write the letter O. Let's move on to strategy number five, which is to use props, toys, and costumes. Now, I know this will not fit many of your personalities, but I'm going to encourage you, whether you're comfortable with it or not, to give it a try. If you think of Sam I Am in the book Green Eggs and Ham, he really wanted the other character to give Green Eggs and Ham a try because he probably knew that he would like it. Well, I'm Sam I Am and I want you to try props, costumes, and toys during 
during your video lessons to really engage your students. Once you give it a try, you will like it, whether you believe that or not. So here are some ways that you can incorporate these things to engage your students. Think of Blippi in his costume and how kids love to look at him. If you show up in an unexpected way to your students, they are going to be counting down the minutes until it is class time. They want to see what their crazy teacher has come up with next. Now, I'm not saying you need to go and stock up on Halloween costumes. I'm just saying you should think of ways to engage your students' vision with things that are unexpected. A silly hat is one thing that you can do. Maybe you are teaching and you pretend to drop something and when you come back up you have on this crazy hat or mask or something that really makes your students giggle. They will love it but it will just teach them this concept that you never know what to expect on the screen so you better watch and pay close attention. Now, another idea I've had is to bring along some sneaky friends. I'm going to explain to my students that each day I'm going to have a secret sneaky friend with me. And that friend is going to sneak on camera during different times of our lesson. The friend will not talk. They will not make a sound. The only way you'll see this sneaky friend is if you are paying close attention. So one of my daughters got a Forky from Toy Story for her birthday and I've already snatched it <laughs> and I'm going to use it as a sneaky friend. Just imagine the kids are watching intently. I take my arm over, grab Forky, bring him up slowly to take up the whole camera and imagine the reaction from the kids who are paying attention. Now, if you weren't paying attention, you were not engaged, then you've missed Forky and you're going to be upset that you didn't see him. So that is one way to use toys. And I'm also going to mention here the happy bag. The happy bag is actually a reward that I use with my students on special occasions. But you can actually use the happy bag every single day. You can take the happy bag template that I've included in today's download and create your own happy bag where you'll put secret items inside. Each time you use the happy bag, gather some things that you think your students will like to see. And during different times of your lesson, pull those items out when you you feel your students have been engaged. Kids love the surprise factor of the happy bag. Let me reiterate, don't be afraid of this strategy. Just try it and be creative and be sure to share the ideas that you come up with over in our Facebook community, Primary Teacher Friends. I'd love to see it and to snatch your ideas. I'm looking for new ideas all the time. Alrighty, let's move on to our last strategy, number six, which is to use a secret password or mission during your video lessons. I created this idea because I'm concerned about my students who will not be attending our live sessions. Those students will have to watch the pre-recorded video. 
So how am I going to be sure that they've actually done that? Well, I am embedding a secret password into my entire lesson that they will have to send to me at the end. Now, I'm not putting this on the screen, so at no point will they be able to see it by skimming through the video. Instead, I will use my voice and give them instructions on writing this secret word. So in case you haven't noticed, Noticed you have actually been part of this secret password strategy in today's episode. So let's go ahead and finish your secret password for today. In the final blank, which is the very first one on your paper, write a capital T. Now you know what the secret word of the day is the password. Don't say it to anyone else, do not show it on your screen. Send me that password in a message privately, or of course, you could have your students turn that into their Google Drive folder, or however you'd like to collect it. Maybe just have their parents send you a text, but you can send me the secret password for today in a message, and I will give you a $10 credit to the Teacher Tony store. This is a great way to ensure sure that your students are listening throughout your lesson. If they miss a letter or a color or a shape, however you want to adapt that for your younger learners, they will not get the prize. Maybe your prize for your students will be one of the virtual rewards, or maybe you will put them in a drawing that you will announce the very next morning to win a real prize, something that you'll send with their work packets or tools kids. However you choose to handle that, just be creative in using this strategy. As I said, for younger students, there may be a pattern of the day or a color strand of the day. Okay, color the next box red. And then farther along in your lesson, okay, color this box orange. And then they can send you a picture of that color password as well. So you can call it a password of the day or mission of the day. But whatever you use, be sure to reward those students who completed this part of your lesson. Those kiddos have really worked hard to stay engaged. That wraps up our episode for today. I really hope you'll take time to go down and download the video handbook for primary teachers. This will be your help when you're actually sitting down and preparing these video lessons. And, oh, please, teacher, go right now and send a request to our Facebook community, Primary Teacher Friends. That is my favorite way to communicate with teachers like you. Good luck with your video lessons and until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend. (laughs) 